This special, Live in the Weeds with Jimmy Young, is supported by CNA Stores, an American veteran-owned dispensary in Massachusetts, and by The Boston Gardener, Boston, Massachusetts' only indoor and outdoor garden supply and grow shop, and by Yellow Labs, offering better ways to THC titration, and by CBDisco.com, custom bag distributors for the cannabis industry, and by the Canna Flower Show, scheduled to come to Worcester in April. It's a special edition, a live edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. I am Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media, and we're so proud to have a great jam-packed show for you supposed to be live from the summit lounge in worcester you know massachusetts only cannabis social club that's legal i am in front of a virtual set there's no one here okay because it's it doesn't exist right we all know we all know how virtual sets work and that is what the summit lounge will look like on march 1st when we try and do this again in person on location the way it was supposed to be done until mother nature decided to throw another blanket of snow on the new england area i hopefully wherever you are watching this you are inside comfortable warm and cozy and perhaps imbibing in one of our favorite little things around here called cannabis uh, it, it's okay um, joining me right off the top we're waiting by the way we're waiting for a few people to come in and that what a perfect that was like like timed perfectly i just want to say uh elena pinto is with us and shari berman is with us and now eric martin is with us hey eric hey hey sorry. <laughs> how you guys doing you're right on time man you know I, I was about to say you have to go out and run a lap around your house now because you were a little late, but you you came on I actually, when you were supposed to. I actually did run a lap around to get <laughs> to this spot. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you're there, and we we so appreciate it. When you get a chance, are you on your phone by any chance? Yes, that's what I'm using, yeah. Can you turn it horizontal so you fill up that whole screen? Oh, better? Hang on. Let's see if it'll happen. Is it locked by any chance, Eric? Um, oh, probably. Ooh, I thought I saw it. All right. Hey, you there, know you what? there we go. Thank you very much. Now everybody fills in and everything. Eric Martin, meet Elena Pinto, meet Shari Berman. Um, let me explain a little bit how this is going to work. We have a lot of guests to get to over the next two hours. I'm going to be throwing out some fun trivia questions. I have a little... I don't know, pop quiz, we could call it, that I'm going to share a horse's name, a microbrew, and a cannabis cultivar, and you're going to guess which one is which. Okay. And since, okay. and since you know, we're just starting here, um, I think what I'd like to do is introduce the two of you. Elena, of course, is the anchor of We Talk News, used to be at Channel 7. Hey, hey, Elena, let me ask you a question. What's more fun, working at Channel 7 or working with Pro Cannabis Media? How's that for a loaded question? Well, it's a very loaded question, and I'm just thankful to be here. So it's it's been a very fun time with PCM, for sure. There you go. And she is there every week. And I'll tell you, I think our news from last week is well over 3,000 views now, uh, maybe even more. But cool. uh, we're very proud of the effort that everybody 
chips into on the, our regularly scheduled We Talk News, which happens Thursday to Friday. We run it for the first time Friday afternoon. We run it again at the end of Green Rush Live, which is our regularly scheduled Business of Cannabis show at 4 p.m. Eastern every Friday. And tomorrow, uh, we have another jam-packed show for you, but let's not promote that. Let's get to the people that are on the show tonight. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Eric Martin is, I'm going to give you a little <laughs> background on him, okay? He's a former football player, professional football player. He's played not in one, but two different leagues, Canadian League and the National Football League. And most importantly, if you happen to be a New England Patriots fan, just in case, of course, you're either a fan or you hate them, right? Uh, Eric actually played or was in that Super Bowl um, 49, the one that Malcolm Butler saved the day, right, Eric? Yes, sir. Hey, can like I just quickly ask you a quickly, you know, Dan's going to hate this, but I'm going to ask you a sports question. That last minute of that game, against Seattle in Glendale, Arizona, had a complete roller coaster emotion over that last minute. Am I right? The, the catch by Jermaine Curse, uh, the mm -hmm. interception by Malcolm Butler instead of handing it off to Marshawn Lynch. I mean, what was it like to be like part of that? Oh man, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, I still can't believe, you know, even though I, I you know I watch all the replays and stuff, I still can't believe I'm a part of it. Um but I can tell you the best part was just seeing, you know, the energy shift when he caught that pass. Cause you know, I was on a sideline watching and I seen, um, it was a bunch of Seahawks fans. They were screaming at us on the sideline, you know, saying, you guys are going to lose Marshawn's getting the ball. You know, they're basically saying what everybody's thinking, you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I remember having my phone out and I'm, you know, videotaping, I turned towards them. They're all celebrating. And then the pick happened, and then I turned back around, and I mean, their faces are just, you know, it was like the cartoons, and you see their face drop. Uh, it was, it was devastating, but it was, it was such an amazing play. It was the, the greatest play in history, and the worst call in history by the opposition. <laughs> let's be honest, okay? Very good. Uh, Shari Berman is with us as well, and uh, let me explain a little bit how this is going to work. Shari, first of all, has a Master of Science in her Medical Cannabis Science and Therapeutics from the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy. Mm -hmm. She knows a lot about the cannabis plant, or, or as much as anyone else I know knows. How's <laughs> that? Is that better, Shari? Because we know Beth Waterfall from Elevate Northeast always says there are no experts in cannabis. Sherry's the most complete knowledge person I know about this plant, and she is going to be in our chat room on YouTube, taking your questions, answering them, and be nice to Sherry, please. She's a friend, okay? Uh, Sherry, the first question to you is, uh, how complicated is this cannabis plant with all those different cannabinoids and all those terpenes? I mean, it used to be, hey, is that good shit or not, right? I mean, now it's everything. Tell, tell us how it's changed over the last few years, what we've learned about this plant. Yeah, I mean, it is really complicated. And I think, you know, as Americans, everybody wants to know, well, just tell me what I take for this or that. But it's it's complicated because it's a plant with hundreds of compounds. And so it works really differently um, when you think about using it therapeutically than a pharmaceutical, which is one compound. Um, and the cannabis plant has hundreds of compounds. So it is, and I think it's really confusing for people because the market has 
it's, it's confusing. It's complex. There's so many products. There's so many delivery methods. Um, there's so many sort of, um, you know, amounts, potencies. And so it's it for the general person that may have, you know, um, smoked pot in the 70s or 80s, it's completely different. They say that it's not your daddy's weed. And that would be my year era, just for the record. Uh, it's not. It it's far more potent. It's it's uh, it's 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 amazing to go into dispensaries and talk to the people behind the counter. They call them bud tenders. Now, personally, I, I don't know what one what you have to do to become a bud tender. It's basically an entry level job at the dispensary level. Uh, we I don't know. None of us know when you go into a dispensary behind that counter, just what is your knowledge? Do you have a master's of science in, in cannabis somewhere? Uh, it, in a lot of ways, it's still a, a, a major guinea pig uh, study and or, uh, of human behavior and what the impact of cannabis will have on humans because it affects everybody differently. Sherry, you and I were talking about an hour ago about the fact that you know I use CBN to help me go to sleep and, you know, we talked about the dosing and then we talked about how much potential, how much, you know, how much, how, what is the entry level dose for those who have never tried cannabis that, and, and, and I don't know if Eric and Elaine are sitting there going, oh, they're laughing because they know, we all know we've all done a little too much at some point, but <laughs> Sherry, what is the, the, the introductory dose for someone who's never tried it before? So I'm sure you've heard many of the dispensaries have this up on the wall. It says, start low, go slow, go slow. Um, but what does that really mean? Because low to one person might not be low to another person. And so generally speaking, you know, I'll say to people who are cannabis naive, they've never used THC in particular, um, you know, start with no more than one, one and a half milligrams of THC. Which is and tough to do, by the way. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you were to use a tincture, it's easier because, you, you know, you can dose it a little more accurately. Um, as we talked earlier, you know, you, there's a lot of edibles on the market and they're sort of a set dosage that's way higher than that or potency that's higher than that. And so, you know, it's sort of like cut it in half or cut it in four pieces. Um, and the reason why is really, um, you know, to have to not have a horrible experience, because anybody that has taken use too much knows that, you know, it can be kind of really uncomfortable and not a good experience. And then a lot of times people will try it and they'll say, oh, that's absolutely not for me. And it's really because, um, you know, they took too much. The other thing I will add, though, which I tell um, newbies um, who are cannabis naive is also to mix it with CBD to start with, because CBD... CBD. G. CBD with a D. D, D. That's what I, I would need to hear that. Okay, D, not G, because there is a CBG too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, CBD, which we know is everywhere. Yeah. Um, the market's flooded with it, but CBD works really well with THC. But one of the things it does is I, I, I kind of, in non-scientific terms, I will tell people it's like turning the volume down on the THC it lessens the psychoactivity a little bit. And so it's a good combination, especially for someone who's afraid of getting high. You know, a lot of people, especially 
older people will say right away, I don't want to get high. I'm so afraid of getting high. And they think that they have to get high to use cannabis, but um, it's not true. Um, no. it, it, it's all about dosing and, and potentially combining it. And, and I and I and I hearken back to the days uh, that all of us learned how to use alcohol responsibly, or I hope you have. And I don't know about you guys, but I used to get laughed at. You know, the drinking age was eighteen back in the seventies, okay? And I used to get laughed at after I'd get sick on three beers. Later in life, I find out I'm allergic to hops, but I didn't know that at age fifteen, okay? Yes, I was underage drinking. I know you're shocked to hear that at age fifteen, uh, just like everybody else was in the high school. Elena, can you walk us through what your experience is with the cannabis plant and how you per perhaps enjoy it? Oh my gosh, I would love to. Um, I use cannabis for multiple different reasons. I think the most fun reason is to become maybe not more creative, but creative differently. And just to think outside of the box, sometimes in a creative process, process you hit a roadblock or you just can't think anymore. And sometimes it helps just to smoke a little bit of weed. And then all of a sudden you're up and you're dancing or you're singing or you're doing something. And then you're like, that's the idea. This is what I'm going to do. It just changes your brain just a tiny bit. Um, you can like unlock certain different things that you may not have before. I find though that I am easily distracted. And so for me, what I do when I participate in the more creative, I would say, cannabis, is I always have a pad of paper and a pen or a pencil. Sometimes pencil is better so you can erase things. But it's good to carry that around because, you know, you think of something, you're like, I have to write it down. Because five hours later, I'm not going to remember that at all because your brain is just, it's going and going and going. Um, and of course, you know, sleeping, taking cannabis before you go to sleep is sometimes a very nice experience, especially a couple of hours before, because I really feel, you know, the muscles in my body and it's nice to have a really good stretch right before bed, you know, and then it leads into this meditation. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, you're ready and your sleep is just perfect. So that, and a lot of people use it that way. I, I think we may have just lost Eric a little bit, but I, I do want to actually go to a break in a minute here. And I want to explain to people as a television producer for many, many years, I always look for uh, talent. I look for talent. Okay. And I know that Elena has it. I've always felt she was a network quality talent. I'm, she's probably blushing now. Okay. That's okay. One day you'll get paid uh, just to be a talent. Okay. <laughs> that being said, uh, you are an influencer right? You are involved with social media. You have followers. And one of the things you got to do was go to a dispensary named Gage, right? And, yeah. and do a little educational one minute tour of that dispensary. I'm, I was very impressed with this particular video because I, I can't believe you not only you arranged it, but you shot it, you edited it yourself you with the talent in it, you asked a great question, and all in one minute. It's like the perfect multimedia journalist example. That is so what, sweet. I'm well, am, I, am I embarrassing you? You know, I before I worked in Boston at a news station here, I worked in Vermont where we were doing essentially that. We had our own camera. We did our own story. We edited it. We, you know, spoke to the audience about it. And so I had all those skills. So um, I decided to do that for my own 
social media channels and people started following. I do a lot of, you know, day trips and adventures, things to do. And one day I went up to the Neshoba Valley area and I went all over. We did um, a beautiful, we went to a beautiful cafe in Harvard and I can't remember the name. It's also a general store and a scene from Little Woman was filmed there. I'm so sad I'm blanking on it, but it's somewhere in Harvard. I'm sure if you look up coffee, you will find it. Um, Anyway, so we started there. We went to the ski resort that's up in that area. And then finally we ended the day picking up some cannabis from Gage, but at Gage, um, I sort of made this connection with the people there that were so nice and, um, they reached out to me to do a thing with them. And I'm like, absolutely. I'm going back to Gage to do a thing with them. And so essentially, um, we were highlighting the best component of their dispensary up there, which, um, is the terpene, you know, researching counter. I can't remember the exact name, aroma bar. That's what they call it. Um, I'm sure they have, they're happy I said that, but, um, up there, you know, you smell through all of these different kinds of terpene uh strains i'm not sure if that's the right word but terpenes period and so there are a bunch of different you know flavors um you know pinene limonene um mercine beta care you know whatever like you you whipped them off in this story um i I think we've done a great job setting it up so and and eric is back with us which is great and he made a quick trip down to foxborough i see i think that's yeah look at that (laughs) <laughs> no I'm, I'm my apologies i had my son you know my son is 11 months old and um mm-hmm. it's kind of once he wakes up i'm like oh lord i don't want to ruin the meeting so once he gets hungry so i had to you know adjust my background and, and find, find a new location actually I, i'd like to see, i'd like to see the little guy eating you know oh, I think yeah. Something- oh yeah I, when i go back in i'll definitely bring him in towards the end and All right, fair, fair enough. I was going to ask you how it's how it's going. Nothing more difficult than being a parent. Toughest job oh. any of us ever, ever have. We are going to take a break. On the way to the break, enjoy this uh, tour of Gage, courtesy of Elena Pinto. We'll come back with a whole group. And Sherry's going into the chat room. We'll see you in just a moment on live from the Summit Lounge. It's in the weeds. Don't go away. Time to learn something brand new at Gage Cannabis Co. in Ayer, Massachusetts. What is a terpene? So a terpene is uh, an organic aromatic compound that is present in cannabis. That's Dan, the main man at Gage, and he says there are many terpenes, but knowing which one's which could help in achieving a specific feeling. My cannabis vocab was sativa, indica, and hybrid. Terpenes give you more variety and more control over the high that you do experience. So it's time to expand. I want to start smelling. I want to start doing. I want to start learning. At Gage, they're helping us find that perfect high at the new educational aroma bar. Dan told me about the seven most prevalent terpenes in the strains that they have on the menu. Myrcene, caryophylline, linalool, pinene, limonene, humulene, and terpinolene, each causing a different feeling. Here's how you learn. You smell the terpene, smell the coffee cleanser, then smell the cannabis. React. Mmm, no, I like that one better. What was that one? <laughs> and take notes. You run through all seven and determine which terpene you vibe with the most. Then you thank your bud tender, get what you need a gauge, go home, and enjoy.
Live from the Summit Lounge is supported by CNA Stores in Massachusetts, a veteran-owned and family-operated dispensary in Amesbury and Haverhill that has the best selection in the state and a dedication to the community north of Boston. In the Weeds Live Special is supported by Yellow Labs, raising expectations for performance from THC-infused oral sprays of 3 milligrams delivered under your tongue and made by Berkshire Roots with two locations in Pittsfield and in East Boston. In the Weeds, live from the Summit Lounge, is supported by Boston Gardener in Nubian Square, Boston's only organic gardening and hydroponic supply store. Let them help you grow. All right, and welcome back to a special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young, live not on location at the Summit Lounge, but it is virtually right behind me, and we will be there on March 1st for our first in-person live event out at the Summit Lounge. And if you haven't been to the Summit Lounge, it is Massachusetts' only legal cannabis social club. We can get into why there's only one, but in the meantime, we've got two new guests we want to bring in here. Eric Martin is still with us. Elena Pinto is still with us. And now we have Kim Napoli and we have John Napoli from Boston. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Jimmy. All right, so John, you've been around this this space for like I don't know a few years ago, right? Uh, I know Quite that you have a few a beautiful... now, Jim. Quite a few. Yeah, that's right. Well, maybe not as many as me, but you you've been in this space longer than me for sure. Uh, your store is Boston Gardener. It's in Nubian Square on Washington Ave in Boston, and we so appreciate your support. I got to visit the Van Garden facility out in Leicester, which is a state of the art growth facility. But you guys, even, even before you came on, you gave me new news, okay? You got a host community agreement for Boston, which means you're ready to actually start to develop a place to go, right? Right, yeah. Retail store for adult use, yeah. That's, that's it. I, I get that's it. Yeah. And, and how long have you been waiting in line, let's just say, for the host community agreement? So it's actually not been very long that we've been waiting in line for the HCA. It's more just the process of getting to the meeting, right? Like filing the necessary applications and getting the funding and going through the motions. Fortunately, the process in Boston has has gotten a lot smoother since since it started, thankfully. Yeah. And you guys were there when it started, too. So, I mean, you yeah. can at least compare back a few years back. And oh, wait, let's do a quick trivia question here for the group. Since we're talking about that first day, opening day, November 20th, 2018, in Leicester at Cultivate, who was the first adult to buy legal cannabis in the state of Massachusetts? Does uh, anybody I don't know. know. It did not occur oh, in Leicester. It, it wasn't it, in Leicester. It occurred in Northampton. It was wasn't it Steve Mandilli? Thank you very much, Eric Martin. You go to the head of the class. Yes, it was Stephen Mandilli. And maybe, <laughs> maybe, excuse me, I just John. happened to have inside information on that. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, no, no, no. Hey, and um, John, you may be right because timing wise. Well, Kim was there. I don't know. I, you know what? I don't know. You got to ask her. She was, was in Northampton at four in the morning or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they weren't supposed to sell it at four in the morning. I don't know no, what happened. <laughs> no, we were, we, we, um, Mayor Narkowitz. Um, so I was the director of diversity programs and a marketing specialist for NETA. And we were uh, opening for adult use on the same day as Cultivate. And we opened up, the sale was made at like eight 
a.m. and six seconds to David Narkowitz. Uh, probably a tie. We'll call it a tie. Uh, All right. but that, no, now I can add another name to that. And thank you for enlightening me. That's why I love this business. Just yep, when you think absolutely. you know, right? You don't. There's always somebody who knows a little bit more about something, right? Um, Kim, I also want to congratulate you uh, being named to the board of the Marijuana Policy Project. Uh, probably one of the biggest um, advocacy groups in the United States. What role as a board of directors, what, what does that mean to anybody who's interested in getting into this business? Sure. So the the board is the uh, the soul, I guess, of, of any company really, right? Like they're the, the brain. Um, they ensure that the mission is adhered to, that the funds come in, that people do what they're supposed to. Nothing happens without board approval. And at the end of the day, everything that does happen is because of the board. Um, so, you know, they, it's a very important piece of the organization. And for my part, I'm really grateful to be able to help in this way. When I was the director of outreach for the campaign to legalize cannabis back in 2016, that was run by MPP. Um, MPP has had a hand in, obviously they did Colorado, which was the first and numerous states since then. So really being a thought leader in policy and um, over the years, and then now my opportunity to kind of steer the future, like what happens next? We're not in 2012 anymore. Right. So where do we go? How do we do that? I get to say, I get to have a hand. So we've had a long a second, John, both you guys, do, do you get the sense you're part of history? Do you sense that every day? Um, <laughs> I wonder if we'll get to see, you know, the fruit that the garden that we're growing, you know, produces, right? Like that, that I understand that we're part of history, but do we get to reap the benefits of it? I hope so. I really, what I hope for, we have four kids together from ages 13 down to two years old. And I hope that they, and their generation, Eric's kid, that they get to enjoy all the work that we put in. So for me, history means what comes next and my kids and their kids. So Yes, we're part of history. And, and by the way, you might want to share your number with Eric. He has an 11 month old. He's going to need some experience. You know what I'm saying, right? And none of us. None of us. Good luck, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's getting none close. None of us have any preparation for being parents. Let's face it. It's just it's like here you go. Here's a live. Here's a live person. You you have to take care of for the next goal. You know, he's it's about he's about two giving. weeks away from taking his first step. Oh. That's like good. he's like doing like the he's really good at balancing himself, but he hasn't like yeah so, in there. You're gonna be chasing him around now. That's right. The last two weeks of of no of no movement. Once they start going, you're like I miss when they couldn't move. Like when they couldn't move, <laughs> yeah, it was easier. Much 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 easier. And uh, I got to tell you though, Eric, every time that I in the past year I've seen you a few times. And every time you start talking about your child, your grin takes up the entire screen. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my boy, man. I, that's all I wanted was really, you know, my boy. So. Aw. Yeah. Great. But, but, she, but she wants more, so. Well, you know. Gonna have to give them to her. Oh, well, now. <laughs> Wait <till> she has them. <laughs> that's right. Hey, uh, John, let's talk a little bit about your Grove facility and the future for you guys, because it seems like the more times I talk with you, there's something new, right? I mean, you've got the Hempist, right, in New, new Bruce Street, right? Yeah, so the Hempist was founded back, yeah, in 1995 on Newberry Street there, and we were still there. Uh, and we also had one out in Northampton that we founded in 2001, and we converted that into a, a dispensary. So we, you know, the Hempist Dispensary out in Northampton 
is two years old now. And so that's one of our, my licenses and Quincy cannabis company is, a, you know, hopefully about to be online, knock on wood, we'll get our final license in February and be open in March. Uh, and that'll be Quincy's first adult use store, uh, right there. So that's, that's another one we're going to add into the mix along with this HCA we just got. So I'm, I'm capped. That's, that's the three. So we're all done there. And then we have the facility that, you know, you've been to the grow facility, Van Garden, uh, which is a cultivation and manufacturing facility. And yeah, things are always expanding over there. We're, we're, we're coming out with new things on the menu all the time. And we're bringing in new brands all the time. And, we are getting into more stores all the time. We really just got our commence operations last month. Our little kid, uh, Eric, just, you know, our, our two-year-old is now in the room here. So this it's is okay. Say hello. Hey. That's a good name. She'll be interrupting your meetings. Sorry. He'll be interrupting your meetings too, soon. So I yeah, um, think things are really progressing. And then, you know, the Boston Gardener is the, uh, the grow shop. Um, and that's where we sell all the gear and we, we actually, we sell to a lot of the commercial facilities through the, uh, garden shop, as well as to the everyday grower. Uh, we have an incredible, uh, selection of seeds right now where if you buy the seeds right now, we're giving you just the same value and equipment in return. So we're really trying to blow out gear to the, to the, uh, individual home grower. And we're mm -hmm. trying to educate people like we've always done. Uh, we're now we're teaching the the mushroom grow classes. So we're, we're taking nice. it to the step. Everyone knows how to grow cannabis now. So we're teaching people how to grow mushrooms, which is even trickier than cannabis. So, you know, go go to the Boston Gardener website and, and sign up. Uh, we'd love to have you come down. So yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to always evolve. Yeah. We're you know, like you said, it's part of history is about changing history, changing culture, moving on to something new. And yeah. I'm big on I'm big on this uh, phrase. I, I I'm looking forward to normalization, not necessarily legalization. It's fighting that stigma. There. Yeah, you're getting there. Yeah. You're getting there. You're a lot Cannabis standard time, right? Forward. It takes one step forward, two steps back, one step forward. I mean, that's what I call uh, cannabis standard time. I'm gonna. Yeah, there's two different tracks there. You know, one's going forward, one's going back. But hopefully, they 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 go up. At the same time, I, you know, I don't know how it works, but well, I I really uh, first of all, it's great to meet Kim, and congratulations. I, I think that's Thank great. You. But we're gonna now. I'm gonna test you on your all three of you. Okay, I'm gonna go around. We'll we'll, we'll do this. I'm gonna give you three names. One is going to be the name of a horse. One is going to be the name of a micro brew. And one is going to be the name of a cannabis cultivar, a strain, okay? And I'm at, I want to see if you guys can actually pick these out. Now, this is Why Kick a Moo Cow, Horny Devil, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Alien. Anything sound familiar in there? I would say Hidden Alien's the strain, the cultivar. Very good. I knew mm -hmm. you'd get it. Same Horny Devil? That. That's it. I'm out. Wait, Why Kick a Moo Cow? Is is what was the other one? Uh, why kick a moo cow and horny devil? Horny devil is horny devil's the horny... microbrew. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was too easy, huh? <laughs> yeah, come on, Jimmy. You guys nailed that. That was impressive. That was really impressive. I all right. I'll do one more. One more, since okay. you guys did so well. All right. Against the grain. Two in the pink. Cat piss. Catfish, catfish is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that. You've Again, had catfish. You bringing out my competitive side. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Sometimes, I sometimes do you guys think it smells like that? 
It does. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it Why does. It's, against it's, the grain. That one is thanking. I'm going to say that's the micro brew. Against the grain is the micro brew. Very good. And two in the park is, uh, I, I, you know what? You guys know too much about this stuff, okay? I've <laughs> yeah, some two at other the... people today on both those questions, and you guys just nailed them both. So. She's answering the question. She's not even looking in the camera. She's like, yeah. Oh, no, no. She, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. Hey, guys, I, the whole point of this was to get as many people on as possible, so I really want to thank uh, John and Kim Napoli for coming on today. Again, Boston Gardner in, in Boston mm -hmm. on Washington Street. And, and, and Kim will watch you on the Marijuana Policy Project Board. And we wish you good luck with influencing the mess that is in Washington, D.C. I appreciate okay. that. Thank you so much. Anyone wants to donate to uh, policy efforts of, of uh, MPP, please don't, don't hesitate to reach out. We would love to have your support. Absolutely. All right, you guys, thank you very much. We're going to take another break. We're going to bring in more people after that. Don't go away. Live, sort of, in the weeds from sort of the Summit Lounge continues after this. In the Weeds, live from the Summit Lounge, is supported by Boston Gardener in Nubian Square, Boston's only organic gardening and hydroponic supply store. Let them help you grow. In the Weeds live special is supported by Yellow Labs, raising expectations for performance from THC-infused oral sprays of 3 milligrams delivered under your tongue and made by Berkshire Roots with two locations in Pittsfield and in East Boston. Live from the Summit Lounge is supported by CNA Stores in Massachusetts, a veteran-owned and family-operated dispensary in Amesbury and Haverhill that has the best selection in the state and a dedication to the community north of Boston. This special Live in the Weeds with Jimmy Young is supported by CNA Stores, an American veteran-owned dispensary in Massachusetts, and by the Boston Gardener, Boston, Massachusetts' only indoor and outdoor garden supply and grow shop, and by Yellow Labs, offering better ways to THC titration, and by CBDisco.com, custom bag distributors for the cannabis industry, and by the Canna Flower Show, scheduled to come to Worcester in April. Live from the Summit Lounge is supported by CNA Stores in Massachusetts, a veteran-owned and family-operated dispensary in Amesbury and Haverhill that has the best selection in the state and a dedication to the community north of Boston. Not from the Summit Lounge, but kind of at the Summit Lounge. I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media. I'm so happy to have Elena Pinto okay. and Eric Martin alongside. And uh, what do we got? Oh, there's, there's, there, hey, there's, there's my stepdaughter. Hi, stepdaughter. Name, there we go. And we're waiting for Ander Winsberg to finally sit in front of the camera. There he is. Well, sort of without a head. There we go. 
All right, that's Andrew right. Wensberg. Hey, Andrew, you are the founder and CEO of this product. I'm holding it, okay? This is what we get to do when we host the show. It's the Yellow Labs Mist. And, and this little product is absolutely the best product that I have ever tried because I've been looking for something that didn't have the effects of an edible, didn't, and still was very similar, fast acting, to as if you stepped outside and smoked a little joint. This one goes under your tongue. It's three milligrams of THC. And how did you come up with this product? Well, <clears throat> Jimmy, thanks for having me. It's always great to talk to you and meet new, interesting new people. Um, no, I, I had a, uh, a, 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 a friend relationship with a group with pharmaceutical goals for a certain um, you know, mouth spray. And they, I met with them and we decided to, that it, this would work in the cannabis space as well. So uh, I, that's, that's where I got the, uh, I got the availability of a technology doesn't, doesn't exist anywhere. That's specifically designed to send THC through the skin or the lining in your mouth. And it's very fast. It's very discreet. And it, you know, it, we call it fast, like flour, easy, like gummies, because it, it'll last like a gummy, but it's very precise. It, it's got a very precise microdose to it. It's three milligrams of spray. Right. It's mm. liquid? What'd you say, it, Elena? Yeah, it's a mist. Yeah, okay. it's a mist. Here's a yeah. demonstration. I'm going to take one for the team. I don't know how we're going to write this off, but you see that, Elena? Yeah. Wow. See, okay. each, each one of those sprays is a total mm -hmm. output of five milligrams and three of those milligrams is THC every time. I so, go through a can in the night. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is, it packs a punch. It's very potent. <laughs> so you got to know, you got to match it all tolerance. night. No, Eric, well, yeah, well, I got to tell you a, a good tolerance. <clears throat> I, I get, I very, by the way, the, this little thing, which you're supposed to shake has says here, I can read it 125 sprays in it. I believe, in fact, pretty wow. sure I paid retail for this, about $69 at Berkshire Roots, because Berkshire Roots in East Boston and in Pittsfield, the only place you could just go and get it in Massachusetts. However, I'm starting to see it show up in other dispensaries. Andrew, how's, how are sales going and how what are the reviews of this product? Well, you know, uh, it's always great to see uh, reorders happen quickly, um, you know, depletion happen, happening quickly. Um, we have about Berkshire Roots has got a marvelous wholesale network as well. And we're so, yes, uh, we're in both stores on each corner of Massachusetts with Berkshire Roots and very proud to be there. But uh, there's about 15 other stores we're in now. And and, and that's going to be um, that's we've got a lot of growth opportunity there. Right. But, you know, I, I always get a tremendous response for we make strong claims about <clears throat> being fast onset and long duration, right? But it, it the product speaks for itself, you know, and it really lives up to what we talk about. And it's it's fun to do. The other thing that's kind of fun about this is that we're touching every every space of, of the demographic in this industry. We've got, I got great stories from young parents and grandparents, you know, 21, 41, 91, you know, and uh, it's very, so it's a, it's very approachable product. It's very easy to use. It doesn't have quite the ceremony of smoking or, or vaping, right? I, 
which right. I appreciate because I, I enjoy that as well. But right. There, it, there, were, there was that socialization uh, about this uh, plant. And Eric, I believe you and I have actually enjoyed some socializing with that plant at some point a few years back, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, but is it so important now? To me, after all these years, I went in in 2013 after I got my medical card and said, you know, I'm not quite sure I want to smoke it anymore. And what else do you got? And I tried everything. For nine years, I tried everything until I found this particular product. And by the way, if, did you see me consume on camera? That is the first time I think I may have actually done that. And I'll be honest with you. I feel it. Even even though the three milligram dose is pretty potent, Andrew. Wow. Well, yeah. look at it. Look at the, the technology is designed to keep the uh, active ingredient in your mouth long enough for it to go right into your sublingual artery, right? Most of mm. uh, other sprays and tinctures and things, you basically just swallow them into your stomach and the THC or the CBD goes through the, the GI tract and a, a lot of things can happen there. You know, um, it does, you're not sure when it's going to hit. Uh, you're not sure how, how big it's going to hit, uh, things like that. And this is just very precise. I mean, I got, I, I talked to this great, uh, young, uh, family, young couple with two kids, little kids. And they're like, we can both like take 20 minutes in the backyard. We're fine. Everything's we're back in order. Right. And you know, wow. it's, it's, it's fun to hear those stories because it, 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 we're fitting into people's lives in interesting ways. Yeah. What a, what a, have you interacted with people who work out? Yeah, uh, we have specific formulations for muscles and joints. Our recovery, yeah, I got a lot of muscles and joint issues. Yeah, I can tell that. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, busting it up there. Uh, no, no, we you know it's a uh, anti-inflammatory benefits mm -hmm. herbal. You know we haven't we have herbal uh, uh, essentials that go into this as well with some of our our mixes. But yes, recover and our we have an incredible uh, cream for eliminating pain, uh, which is coming out in the market soon. And okay. and just for the record, this one is the focus mist. And yeah. trust me, I could down this whole thing and I'd still lose focus. Okay. What are the other options besides focus? Go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. Uh, focus. We have focus. We have relax and uh, we have recover and we have, uh, what else do we have? What's the other one? Relax. Um, focus. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Come on, Andrew. It's all right. We'll get it. And you can, you can tell us in the, in the chat room if, if you want. Yeah. Yes. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. Don't worry. It's all good. It's all good. It happens to uh, the best of us, man. Hey, I'm an old man. What can I say? That's right. And that's my, <laughs> another reason why I like these sprays um, a lot too. Um, we do have somebody else in the waiting room. So Andrew, I'm going to say thank you for your support. Thank you to Berkshire Roots for their support. Where and, can we uh, get these? And more importantly, I know these other two people would love to try your product at some point. Also, Am I right? do you have bigger ones or is that the only size? All right, the, 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 by the way, the other other version is energy. Okay? Energy. Energy is our most pop, popular version. Sorry that, about that. that. Yes, I don't and, need more energy. That's a very good question. We are actually gonna be actually bringing in a, a lower potency for some folks and uh, and also a, a bigger potency like so uh more to follow on that but uh yes the answer is yes when you say more are you talking a five milligram spritz or more no i'm talking about uh like 500 to a thousand milligrams in a unit okay wow. 
and we'll probably do a bigger output spray. So it, it'll oh. probably be like 10 milligrams of spray. Gotcha. Right. And I got to tell you, I usually so that's three, nine milligrams, unless I really want to relax a little bit. And then I'll take the the fourth one and get to 12 milligrams. Um, and I got to tell you, it lasts five or six hours, people. Okay. It's not, it's fast acting and it stays with you. It's really an amazing product. And I, Andrew knows how passionate I am about this. Um, but please, um, Elena, um, better go to betterwaystothc.com. That's our website. Go to where to buy and you, there's a number of locations in Mass. We're pretty... We're Elena, you're in downtown Boston. Out. You're 20 minutes away from East Boston. You can even yeah. go there by public transportation. That's where Berkshire Roots is. The blue line is my favorite line. Um, there you okay. go. There you go. All right, let's take a break. I think I've got I think I've got Scott Winters from CNA Stores in, in the holding zone. So, Ander, thank you again. Uh, I know we'll keep in touch. Good night, all. All right. Have a great one. Eric thank and Elena are going to stay here. And... Uh, I'm not sure if I want to take a break or should I just bring in Scott here? Bring him in. Let's just bring him in, Dan, and then we can uh, we can take it from there. Oh, that's what I thought I meant to say. I think I'll toss it to a break. Uh, and we'll have more live from the Summit in the Weeds special after this. Don't go away. In live the Weeds, from the live from the Summit Lounge is supported by Boston Gardener in Nubian Square, Boston's only organic gardening and hydroponic supply store. Let them help you grow. In the Weeds live special is supported by Yellow Labs, raising expectations for performance from THC-infused oral sprays of 3 milligrams delivered under your tongue and made by Berkshire Roots with two locations in Pittsfield and in East Boston. is supported by CNA Stores in Massachusetts, a veteran-owned and family-operated dispensary in Amesbury and Haverhill. It has the best selection in the state and a dedication to the community north of Boston. This special Live in the Weeds with Jimmy Young is supported by CNA Stores, an American veteran-owned dispensary in Massachusetts. And by the Boston Gardener, Boston, Massachusetts' only indoor and outdoor garden supply and grow shop. And by Yellow Labs, offering better ways to THC titration. And by CBDisco.com, custom bag distributors for the cannabis industry. And by the Canna Flower Show, scheduled to come to Worcester in April. And welcome back again to a special edition of In the Weeds Live from sort of the Summit Lounge in Worcester. That's where we had hoped to be until Mother Nature decided to throw another storm our way. And I'll tell you what, I've already gotten an email from somebody who was on their way. 
and they had uh, they turned around because the roads were so bad. And that's why having I would have worried about Elena. I would have worried about Eric. I would have worried about Dan. Everybody driving in this. You're much better off staying at home, listening and hanging out. And more importantly, make plans for the March 1st show, because now we have plenty of time to promote it. And I mentioned that I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media, because sometimes I forget to do that. Eric Martin is with us. He's a former Patriots player, former professional player, also played for the Cleveland Browns. I think you had a cup of coffee with the Browns. Is that about right, Eric? Or 16 oh, games? No, I, was I, with the, I had a cup of coffee with the Saints. Yeah. Ah, I knew there was a <laughs> cup of coffee in there somewhere. Uh, and Elena Pinto, who is, of course, our anchor of We Talk News every week, and she used to be on Channel 7 in the morning. And... Elena, are you comfortable? Do you talk about why you're not with Channel 7 anymore? Yes. And we are calling it do's and don'ts of media world. And there are certain don'ts that you are not allowed to do. And I did a don't. And essentially, uh, what ahead. I did was I had a cameo appearance in a movie. So you right. can't do that. You have to ask permission in advance. And I did not. But it is okay the grass is greener. I think we say that a lot. And I don't mean that pun intended for real. Um, nope. This is my just my volunteer job or, you know, even okay. a tiny yeah. job. But it's, you're, it's you, got, you, you are, your talent is priceless. You I couldn't what? afford it. I love this because every Thursday I turn on my laptop, I get the script that Tori sends, Tori Chamberlain, she's a producer, she writes almost every week. And if she can't, Jimmy writes the whole script. And you know what? I learn so much about what is going on in our country and other countries when it comes to cannabis. And it is really cool. And I'm yeah. like, what? That happened? Oh my gosh, this is going on in Illinois? That's cool. So yeah. it, it's fun for me. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, speaking of fun, there's a fun guy that's part of the cannabis scene north of Boston in Amesbury and Haverhill. His name is Scott Winters. He's involved with CNA Stores, which is an American veteran-owned, family-run dispensary operation. And Scott, thank you so much for everything that you do for your community and for me, too. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I thank you for that. Uh, CNA, it's, it's a great team. Um, speaking of great team, so I, I've been watching the show all night, and um, I've learned an incredible amount. Um, uh, before your, this show came on, you had uh, Grant and Steve uh, Mandilli running, yep. and that was that was, I, I was a wonderful piece, uh, and yes. this has been this has been great. Uh, so appreciate. It's a, talk uh, about Scott. Talk about the differentiator about CNA stores because when you start in with this you go on and on and on and i know that one of the initiatives is this you actually shovel or snowblow uh senior homes and people that can't do that on the north shore and you've been doing that for a couple of years right yeah uh so we uh we do what we call the snow angel project i think every community calls it the snow angel project to be honest it's funny you start googling that and you, you get all these different ones but um uh, we, 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 we do that here in Amesbury and in Haverhill in, in Amesbury, it's run through the senior center. So it's all seniors, um, and of an income bracket that can't afford a plow guy. Right. And they want to stay in their home. Um, and there ain't nothing wrong with any of that. So, um, uh, we go out and, and dig, we have a list, uh, and we, you know, we make a route and we follow that route every, every snowstorm. Uh, this has been an easy year, and I'm not complaining. Um, 
uh, Haverhill, uh, we do senior housing and veteran housing. So we we have a, we do a lot of support for uh, an organization called VNOC, Veterans Northeast Outreach Center, uh, based out of Haverhill for the last 35 years. They have uh, uh, some some veteran housing. Uh, they their their mission is is to end veteran homelessness. So they've been working at it pretty good, 35 years. So we're 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 honored to be a part of that as well. Yeah, and um, why? What is it about CNA stores that makes it so special, and why I think it's truly a destination dispensary? Because I know the answer to this, and I think you do too. Um, I so I appreciate that. I uh, I guess you know when you, we I talk to a lot of folks in the industry, and we all start the conversation differently. We all, we all, you know, some folks are talking about how much their investors, you know, and I'm not taking away from anybody's thing. I'm not, um, but everybody has their, you know, I was in a legacy market for forever and I got busted and I'm the, you know, this guy and, you know, everybody's got their, their perspective and we just come at it from, um, I always tell people, you know, we're, we're veteran owned and led, but that's not a tagline. You know, we, we, we 20% of the, the folks are vets. I'm not one of them. Um, but I still have uh, this built to serve type of mentality and it's, you know, community advocacy work and, and, and helping out your neighbors is, is not a new thing. And, and, you know, in new England, you know, business wise, those are the ones that succeed are the ones right. that are helpful in their community. Right. Um, and so uh, it just makes sense. It's who we are at the core uh, and it just makes good business sense, and um, it helps legitimize what we're doing. Right. Um, hey, I, I'm going to tell you what's really legitimate. Do you have 74 different strains in your dispensary? <laughs> yeah, curated strains. So we're not just, you know, we we are very cautious about who we bring in uh, to uh, as far as wholesale providers. Uh, our our cultivation site uh, is coming online here soon as well. Um, it's. People come to these are our neighbors, you know. Uh, they come to us for our expertise, uh, and the folks at the store are are just welcoming and brilliant and just fun to be around. And so, uh, people depend on us for that. And so we 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 uh, we we like to give them a selection. At, um, and then we have the the deli as well. Which is Sorry, explain the deli because I didn't understand it the first time. Well, the deli is the cannabar. Okay. Um, and um, so we we're one of four. Uh, we've been doing it for about two years now where we actually have a walk up bar uh, where we have about eight to 18 strains, depending on what's what's in season um, and uh, displayed. We, you, you can smell it. We uh, have coffee beans uh, that you can um, uh, cleanse your palate. Um, veteran roasted coffee beans at that uh, Wise House Coffee out of Amesbury. Um, and, um, and, and purchased by, by the gram, uh, half gram, quarter gram, whatever the deli scale will weigh. Uh, and we weigh that right in front of you and fall in love with your buds and take them home. Um, we, uh, we don't white label that product. We brand, uh, accordingly to what you've selected. So if you got a cloud cover product, then, you know, not, we have a lot of producers, um, but if you, if that's the product you got, that's what you on that on that Calix container. It's their logo on a white label, so you remember who they are. They they spent years trying to break into this industry and all the 
all of this to go through it. I'm, we're not trying to take that credit and our cultivation sites coming online. So these are, these are partners. Um, and when we started doing that, first of all, more people wanted to give us bulk because at first nobody wanted to give us bulk because it wasn't branded. So we branded for them. Uh, our little containers have their brand on it as well with the strain and the percentage and all that. And, um, it also increased the quality of what they were giving us. So it, it, uh, uh, it's worked out pretty good. So we, you know, we like our communities a lot. We do a lot of work. Uh, we love the places where we live and 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 work, and we we love our cannabis. Uh, we are consumers. Uh, Absolutely. Now we're going to test your cannabis beer and horse knowledge. <laughs> I'm sure you've watched. So you you got you Did you say horse? Did you horses. Say horses. Okay. All right. All horses right. name, micro brew name, cannabis cultivar name. Okay. okay. You ready? Yep. Gluteus Maximus, Unicorn Poop, Funky Butter Morning Wood. Funky Butter Morning Wood is horse. Uh, Gluteus Maximus was the the beer, and the other one was the, the, the cannabis strain. Every, by the way, everybody gets the cannabis strain. I just want to did say I blow the other two? I did, did yeah, I? No, you did not. You got it mixed up. Unicorn Poop is the cannabis strain. Yes. Gluteus Maximus is a horse. Oh yeah, I, I did know that. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> you I did saw not know that. When I said it, I, I was like, know oh. Gluteus is was a horse. <laughs> did I you bet know. on a that horse, Eric? A lot of people bet on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Funky Buddha Morning Wood is a is a micro brew. It's a beer. Uh, so, um, this is everybody likes this little thing that we do, and I I think yeah, we're enjoying it. Um, before you go, Scott, I'm going to go to Elena and I'm going to go to Eric, and I want them to tell us what they're favorite strain is do you have a favorite strain elena oh, you know what, and by the way you know what cheech baron said when he was asked that question the free one okay and i could totally relate to that so elena do you have a favorite strain you know i never met a strain i don't like ah that's a great answer that's a great answer right good and so eric do you have a favorite i do my favorite strain is blue dream and you know what? Blue Dream was the first strain that I bought legally in California a few years back when I was visiting out there. And they came mm. to the door. This was before adult use was actually voted in. And mm. the caretaking, if you will, was actually doing really well in California till they all needed a little bit more of this and, and screwed up the whole thing. Scott, do you have a favorite strain? Um, I think at the heart, I have a favorite strain, but mostly, you know, I, 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 I'm a connoisseur. So I, I talk to my bud tenders and I'm like, so what's good? And they tell me what's good. And I try it and they're always right. Uh, but at the heart, and I, I don't get to, to, to consume a good one, uh, much is tangy. Um, I'm a, I, I like that citrus, you know, um, it reminds me of summertime and it, it, it's just, it's a playful bud and I like it. Love that. And, and we love CNA stores and, and really appreciate your support and coming on tonight. And we've got more guests coming on. In fact, we're going to be going we're going to be going across the country and back again because we're going to go live from Humboldt County with our friends Wendy and James and then come back and talk to Gary George in New York City. But Scott Roberts, CNA stores, Amesbury, Haverhill, soon in Boston, right? Soon in Boston, soon in, in Dorchester, uh, right in by uh, the JFK terminal, Von Hilleran Road. 
Oh, yeah, I know what that is. All right. All right. All right. We're going to take another break. Come back on the other side. Scott Winters, thank you so much. Elena and Eric are going to stick around. We'll have more of In the Weeds special live from Not the Summit Lounge after this. Don't go away. It's a whole perverse paradigm that feeds destruction and inappropriate power dynamics because we don't understand that we're animals and belong in nature and should be, you know, having sovereignty and self-sufficiency and things like that, but um, don't get me started on politics or consciousness or strategy in the movement because we'll, we'll lose the agronomy track and, and have a whole another interesting and exciting conversation. I think cucumbers are dumb and I think they all should be pickles. Like I just, why eat a raw cucumber when you could eat a pickle? Having more data is always better. No one's gotten botulism from fermentation and it's been around thousands of years, so we got a good track record on that. If you can become sustainable, you are protecting yourself in the long run. Oh, we just sprayed that field, so you can't go in there for an hour. I'm like, I thought it was organic. Well, yeah, it is, but when it's wet, you can't walk in there. And I'm like, this is a stupid system. This is dumb. And that's when you realize, as an organic farmer, this organic farming thing is kind of bubkiss. And then it went to like sustainable. Oh, we're beyond organic. Oh, now we're nowhere sustainable. And you're like, these are all getting taken by corporations and stuff and just getting greenwashed. And you're like, no, 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 no. Okay, we got a regenerative. And you're like, oh, now everybody's hopping on that now. And you're like, well, if you're not going to do it, don't say you are. Build systems around constant monitoring of your environment, of your energy usage, of where things are going. You should be able to track down to milliliters the water in your facility, where it is going at any given point in time. When a plant has a sheen on its leaf, that means it's fat and happy. Oh, someone pickled purslane and people are spraying Roundup on that? Like, that's freaking delicious. I can pick that as a weed on my farm, pickle it or ferment it, and then sell it to someone in a jar with a label and they're gonna pay me a bunch of money for my weeds like that I didn't take care of, I didn't water, I didn't plant them. I just let them do their thing and people were like, oh, this is fancy pickles. And I'm like, I like this. I like where this is going because, hey, lazy farmer, I want to do all the work. I'm going to let, hey, let the weeds work for me. I'll sell those. I'll just pickle you and make eight bucks for a pint jar. Like, that's easy. Is it a cannabis event or is it like a vegetable event? Like, you doesn't actually have to be one or the other. It's really all farming. It's really all growing things. Cannabis is agriculture. In the Weeds, live from the Summit Lounge, is supported by Boston Gardener in Nubian Square, Boston's only organic gardening and hydroponic supply store. Let them help you grow. In the Weeds live special is supported by Yellow Labs, raising expectations for performance from THC-infused oral sprays of 3 milligrams delivered under your tongue and made by Berkshire Roots with two locations in Pittsfield and in East Boston. Live from the Summit Lounge is supported by CNA Stores in Massachusetts, a veteran-owned and family-operated dispensary in Amesbury and Haverhill that has the best selection in the state and a dedication to the community north of Boston. This special Live in the Weeds with Jimmy Young is supported by CNA Stores, an American veteran-owned dispensary in Massachusetts, and by the Boston Gardener, Boston, Massachusetts' only indoor and outdoor garden supply and grow shop, and by Yellow Labs, offering better ways to THC titration, and by CBDisco.com, 
custom bag distributors for the cannabis industry, and by the Canna Flower Show, scheduled to come to Worcester in April. Welcome back to a very special live edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young on location. No, I am in front of a virtual background from the Summit Lounge. That's where we expected to be for this show tonight. Unfortunately, the snow came. People freak out about snow around here. I totally understand it. We have postponed it, but we'll be back on March 1st, and that is a Wednesday and doors will open at 6.30, and we'll be posting the information over the next few weeks, and you can buy yours. There's only going to be 50 tickets. That's all we're going to sell. And obviously, there's going to be some live audience participation, and that's what we're really looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to talking to two of our favorite people here at Pro Cannabis Media, James Buer and Wendy Kornberg. Congratulations, guys, on your upcoming nuptials. And they join us from Humboldt County, the son of his farm. Uh, you guys, it, every time I read what's going on in California uh, with the rains and uh, all the other stuff that goes on when you have too much water, I do think of you. How challenging has it been this year with all that weather in California? I want to say, like, it's beautiful. Can't you tell? No, that's a virtual <laughs> background. <laughs> um you know, the, the blessing of Humboldt County is that there are a lot of outdoor farms, so most aren't in operation right now. And, uh, you know, if they're outdoor in the ground like our farm is, there's not really infrastructure. So for the most part, southern Humboldt County has been relatively unscathed other than, you know, some typical trees going down and roads washing out. But um, I really feel for the people that are further south and that have infrastructure like greenhouses because those apparently have not fared extremely well um you know we've kind of just bootstrapped by hand pulling tarps and things so we're we're fine well that's good i'm very happy and, and james i know you're involved in fact our mutual friend ben morgan dillon is in columbia right now did you, you guys knew that didn't you uh yeah I, I put him in touch uh hopefully they got in touch with some people down there that uh are from columbia that came out to the farm this last year yeah and we just talked to a guy named john schwartz down there like two weeks ago and i forwarded ben uh his information too because i talked to him on saturday but james you're going to get involved you're involved with the uh super organic natural grow conference out in did i screw <laughs> that up did i screw it up tell me about the conference in sturbridge massachusetts go ahead yeah, well, it's it's our second year. We uh, we did our first year last year there in Sturbridge, so we're doing round two in Sturbridge again. It's three days of regenerative agriculture education. It's cannabis the and whole food. Perverse paradigm. Cannabis is agriculture, and uh, we we're trying to bring all the camps together to talk. And so we're bringing in researchers and scientists and farmers. Uh, you know, there's probably over 200 years of experience collectively there of people who have been doing this and are kind of on the, the cutting edge of some of the soil science stuff. So it's going to be uh, three intensive days. If you come, be prepared to, you know, take a couple of days of rest afterwards, because uh, it's a lot of note taking for sure. That, and that's what that's what I took away. OK, because Wendy knows I, I still have my black thumb. OK, and I can't grow anything. That being said, I remember 
watching the people in the audience, copious notes. I mean, they were there like at 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And their notes, I mean, pads of paper. There was intense information being shared there, one right after another after another. And, I'm, and I've seen, I've certainly seen the lineup. It looks like you've got another great lineup coming up. Yeah, and we we added uh, Dr. James White from Rutgers University this year. His team has kind of been on the... I was going to say, for, for those people that don't know who he is, you're so funny how you keep linking in and out. He disappears when I start talking, apparently. That's a good, <laughs> um, that's a good skill to have as a new, as, as you know, anyway, never go ahead. Disappearing. Um, so for those who don't know who Dr. James White is, uh, Jeff Lowenfeld's new book, Teaming with Bacteria. No, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is. I want, I always want to go rise of, it's about the rhizophagy cycle. And a lot of that book is based on Dr. James White's work. So there's, you get to actually listen to the person who inspired Jeff Lowenfeld's new book, which I think is like, you know, I don't know. I geek out on that stuff. I think it's exciting. Yeah. And I think the, the coolest part about the conferences is the the networking. So not only will you get to hear him speak, but he's super excited to meet the attendees and hear their questions and the, some of the biggest feedback we got from last year was more audience participation, which we already had a lot of. So this year, some of the talks are 100% audience led. So you you get to ask what you want to hear about. I think Dan Kitchers is going to take questions for like 10 minutes before he even starts talking. So it'd really be geared towards what you need it to be. Uh, but I think, you know, the networking is indispensable. There's, there's going to be a lot of commercial cultivators there and and home growers and you know people from all different walks of life and so you never know what can can come of that for sure i know we made some some really great new friends last year and we're hoping to do the same this year i was, yeah, I Jimmy, I was one of those one. new friends you know uh, eric have you ever grown cannabis you said have i ever yeah, have you ever grown it have you ever tried to grow it uh, I've tried to. I've, I wasn't <laughs> successful. That's why I have a lot of good friends that do. <laughs> I'm with you, man. You know, it, it, and by the way, you've got a live thing in your life right now that's taking up a lot of your time, right? Your son. Yeah. You, know, you don't need another live thing, right? <laughs> like a plant. And Elena, have, have you a ever tried? Yeah, Elena, have you ever tried to uh, grow cannabis? You know, I live on the shady side of the street, so I don't know if my apartment would be conducive to growing a beautiful bud, but my brother has a fantastic setup in his basement, and he is mm. growing inside his home and very successful at it. And so that's always something I look forward to when I go home. You know, I get to have a little fun time with my brother, and it's just, it's what he grows in his basement. It's like, wow. Mm. I remember... None of you people remember the 70s. Okay, so I get it. Okay, But I remember the 70s. And I remember how home growers always looked down upon. And now with all the craft growers that are out there, the smaller the grow, it seems like the more potent is the strain. Now, am I being an idiot here, Wendy? <laughs> Do I know what I'm talking about? Um, well, so I would say that there's some data out there that actually disproves that. And there's some that holds it up. It's okay. really more varietal specific. And then your testing lab would be the other caveat. So if you look across the board, like California weed is stronger because our test results are higher, but is that legit or is there some inflation happening uh like you know <laughs> a 
Okay. You guys, you both of you, probably everybody on this call right here knows more about um, chemistry and weed than I do for sure. That That's a no-brainer. People go into dispensaries and they look at the menu and they see which one has the highest percentage of THC and they buy that. That is not necessarily means it's the most potent strain. Am I right? Yeah, like it's, yeah. Yeah. You're 100% right. Yeah. The, the higher THC doesn't mean you're getting more high. There's well, a whole lot of other th factors involved there. And and even just based on numbers, just because you're buying the highest number doesn't mean you're buying the highest <laughs> yeah. potency. Because again, numbers are, you you in most states, there is a COA, a certificate of analysis that a laboratory does. They third-party test your cannabis and they say this is at this percentage. Legally, you have to put that percentage on regardless of what it may or may not be. So, you know, there's some kind of, wonkiness in legislation and policy that dictates what that number is and of course the labs that have the highest number get the most business because you're selling the most weed so it all kind of comes back around into some kind of poorly created policy and legislature where they didn't really get what they were legislating and um and you know in lieu of that that's that you're spending more money to probably not get more high because again you can't really trust the numbers first and then secondarily higher thc does not equate to a more elevated experience and this has been proven time and again there was a great study done by university of colorado i think in like 2019 where they had people self-assess and they said they they um calibrated their or not calibrated that they um looked at their level of inebriation or uh i think they called it inebriation which i didn't really like that term but whatever uh how high they got after smoking a low thc in the 18 percent range versus one that was in the high thc like the 24 percent range um or maybe it was higher i don't recall the statistics exactly but you can look it up and find the information and there was no they, they didn't it didn't equate they, and they did the same thing for concentrate, a 70% versus a 90%. And the people said, the 70 hit me the same as the 90. Like I didn't get higher because I had more THC. There was more THC in their bloodstream with blood analysis. So that to me is more important because if you have cancer and you're trying to fight with high THC, then you might need something that does have that higher level. And knowing that you won't necessarily get as high is maybe a good thing for a patient. But yeah. for a recreational user, dude, save your money. Buy two eighths instead of one eighth of the 18% instead of the 38% and enjoy yourself for twice as long. Yeah, and a lot of this is it's 100%. It goes to education of the consumer and of the people who have been using cannabis for decades because this research wasn't able to be done out in the light of day. And now that it is, we can kind of put some of these things to rest. And it really... You know, like Wendy said, if there's a medical efficacy behind it, great. But beyond that, you should be looking at, you know, what does it do for you in the experience? And there's a lot of heads who've been around for a long time that I'll tell you, it's something at like 16, 17% THC that's more balanced and has a good terpene profile. It'll knock you out. Yeah, that's right. Hey, um, I really appreciate you guys uh, sharing your knowledge. I, I'm never, ever, ever... Uh, sad to talk with you because I really learn something all the time. Do you cringe when you hear some of the state legislators looking at uh, limiting THC content in? You guys are smiling. Of course you are, right? Because it just shows their ignorance. Am I right? 
Well, it goes beyond just a limiting in an individual product. They're trying to limit how much you can buy in a given period of time, which is right. severely limiting a patient's ability to medicate themselves, um, mm. which they, you know, they weren't doing that. You know, they don't do it for almost any medication. They certainly didn't do it for opiates until very recently. And that's only because they're getting their hands smacked so hard over it. And so many people have died. Well, the fact that, you know, cannabis is extremely safe to use. I and then they're going to put this restriction on patients, it seems really, really gross and uh, unethical. And I'm actually, I hold a rather controversial view on this one. Uh, limiting the amount you can buy, I think is is not, it's a terrible tactic for all the reasons James just said. But putting a cap on THC, especially in the form of flour, I'm almost a, I'm almost a proponent. Because honestly, again, we have elevated levels. You know, there's lawsuits in California right now against brands for having inflated test levels on their packaging. But again, it's not their fault. They legally had to put on whatever the lab gave back. So if we have a cap on it that says you can't sell more than a 28% THC flower, guess what? We have more legitimacy and more honesty in the industry because people aren't inflating those numbers anymore. I don't you think it also, should be on the label period. Well, Right, because that's more of a pharmaceutical thing yeah. again. Um, and you also have people that now are going to try more 18% and realize that they have a broader experience when they have something that is more balanced in terpenes and cannabinoids. And by that, I don't mean like balanced across the board, but it is my, James is like, I can't figure out where I'm supposed to be to make him not disappear. Um, <laughs> a couple so, uh, years in, you'll want him to disappear. <laughs> Uh, so balanced in the terms of like a closer ratio, like 18% cannabinoids to 2% terpenes rather than 38% cannabinoids and 0.5% terpenes. I think that, you know, what is now being challenged as being called the, what we call the entourage effect. And now for some reason, we don't like that term. Um, but that effect is distinct in that these cannabinoids and terpenes work together with a certain synergy. And when you have them in different balances, they work differently to create a different experience. We need to remember too, there's a lot of new consumers to the market that as soon as they smoke something that is crazy high in potency, you've scared them out of the marketplace. They don't right. want anything to do with it. Yeah. So if your idea is to grow this industry and this economy, you have to attract new customers. And in order to do that, there has to be medicine that's available to them that's accessible too it can't be something that they smoke one time and they're like i don't want to do that ever again mm -hmm. it needs to be something where they can enjoy it and then kind of taper up as they as they go yeah it, it, it's a fascinating plant to be around it really is there's so many elements to it uh the, the business side the botanical side the legal side the injustice side I mean, this is one of the reasons why I just love talking about it and then doing these kinds of shows, because you hear from different parts of the country what is going on and how we might be able to fix this at some point. You know, in the beginning, and I think, well, most of the people on this screen are parents. Okay, Elena, you're not a parent yet. Take your time. All right. I mean, I have a kid, so yeah, that's right. But you know that you're, as a parent, you put boundaries on your kids. You wanted that you want them to say, okay, this is what you can do. And this is what you can do, but don't go on the other side. And I really do think that the people that are making the laws are trying to do that with a product that they just don't understand. And, and I don't know what's going to happen in the next year, let alone the next 10 years, but usually 
the kids push up against those boundaries, right? I know I did. And they try to try to get away with it, let's just say. This will obviously have a big effect on the legacy market. If you limit, if you put limits on uh, THC content in testing or whatever, people are just going to say, you know what? I don't need, I don't care if it's tested. I don't care if it's clean. I don't care. I'm just going to go back to my man over here or my woman over here. I don't want to play favorites and, and buy are. my legacy weed. Yeah, they already have. They already are because most of what's available in the commercial market in a lot of these states isn't up to the quality that they're used to. And there is, in some cases, overregulation that makes things too difficult for operators to operate in a way that makes sense uh, because things are so tight and it makes it hard to get quality into the market and, and keep it there and store it properly. There's a lot of things that go into that. But I think to Wendy's point, it, the more education that happens and the more people experience this wider breadth of what cannabis is and can be, then the question of how high the THC is really becomes one that no one's even asking anymore because it's a different conversation. Right. Very cool. Hey, speaking of different conversations, how do people get tickets to your super duper organic natural conference in Sturbridge? <laughs> or, <laughs> Organiccultivators.net. There you go. Uh, all the information's there. Um, and uh, yeah, I could find a speaker or a sponsor. They all have codes for, for a percentage off. So um, yeah. there you go. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. And there's, um, for people who are uh, you know, who equity recipients or people who just can't afford to go, who, who can maybe make the trip or are local to the area, we do have um, equity and scholarship tickets available. So if you can't go or you're, you're, you're tight you on money, um, but you can make it. Yeah, yeah. If you can go yeah. and whatever. Um, there's a form on the website. So if you look under um, the all conference, all things conference tab. There's everything's right there. There's it's kind of hidden. There's it's down at the towards the bottom ish. And there's a little click tab that says, you know, um, equity and right. scholar. Oh, is it at the top now? Okay. It's at the top it's now. Been... Oh, well, I couldn't find it. <laughs> I can't find anything. <laughs> there's multiple website. places, apparently. <laughs> at the right. top, maybe at the bottom. Under the all things conference. Under the all things conference. Like tab. All right. What, Wendy James from Humboldt County in California. Uh, great to see you. I look forward to seeing you in person in 3D uh, in, a, in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. Cannabis standard time. My God. Sometimes it flies. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back on the other side, one of the most energetic, passionate people that I've ever met in the cannabis industry is Gary George from New York City. The real cannabis entrepreneur joins us after our next break. Don't go away. We don't understand that we're animals and belong in nature and should be, you know, having sovereignty and self-sufficiency and things like that. But, um, don't get me started on politics or consciousness or strategy in the movement because we'll, we'll lose the agronomy track and, and have a whole another interesting and exciting conversation. I think cucumbers are dumb and I think they all should be pickles. Like I just, why eat a raw cucumber when you could eat a pickle? Having more data is always better. No one's gotten botulism from fermentation and it's been around thousands of years. So we got a good track record on that. If you can become sustainable, you are protecting yourself in the long run. Oh, we just sprayed that field, so you can't go in there for an hour. I'm like, I thought it was organic. Well, yeah, it is, but when it's wet, you can't walk in there. 
like, this is a stupid system. This is dumb. And that's when you realize as an organic farmer, this organic farming thing is kind of bubkiss. And then it went to like sustainable. Oh, we're beyond organic. Oh, now we're nowhere sustainable. And you're like, these are all getting taken by corporations and stuff and just getting greenwashed. And you're like, no, 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 no. Okay, we got a regenerative. And they're like, oh, now everybody's hopping on that now. And you're like, well, if you're not gonna do it, don't say you are. Build systems around constant monitoring of your environment, of your energy usage, of where things are going. You should be able to track down to milliliters the water in your facility, where it is going at any given point in time. When a plant has a sheen on its leaf, that means it's fat and happy. Oh, someone pickled purslane and people are spraying Roundup on that? Like, that's freaking delicious. I can pick that as a weed on my farm, pickle it or ferment it, and then sell it to someone in a jar with a label and they're gonna pay me a bunch of money for my weeds like that I didn't take care of, I didn't water, I didn't plant them. I just let them do their thing and people were like, oh, this is fancy pickles. And I'm like, I like this. I like where this is going because, hey, lazy farmer, I want to do all the work. I'm going to let, let the weeds work for me. I'll sell those. I'll just pickle you and make eight bucks for a pint jar. Like, that's easy. Is it a canvas event or is it like a vegetable event? Like, it doesn't actually have to be one or the other. It's really all farming. It's really all growing things. Cannabis is agriculture. In the Weeds, live from the Summit Lounge, is supported by Boston Gardener in Nubian Square, Boston's only organic gardening and hydroponic supply store. Let them help you grow. In the Weeds Live Special is supported by Yellow Labs, raising expectations for performance from THC-infused oral sprays of 3 milligrams delivered under your tongue and made by Berkshire Roots with two locations in Pittsfield and in East Boston. Live from the Summit Lounge is supported by CNA Stores in Massachusetts, a veteran-owned and family-operated dispensary in Amesbury and Haverhill. It has the best selection in the state and a dedication to the community north of Boston. This special Live in the Weeds with Jimmy Young is supported by CNA Stores, an American veteran-owned dispensary in Massachusetts, and by the Boston Gardener, Boston, Massachusetts' only indoor and outdoor garden supply and grow shop, and by Yellow Labs, offering better ways to THC titration, and by CBDisco.com, custom bag distributors for the cannabis industry, and by the Canna Flower Show, scheduled to come to Worcester in April. Hi everybody, welcome back to Live from the Summit virtually. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media, the founder, and we were supposed to be right here at the Summit Lounge doing our show live with an in-person audience, with all sorts of uh, things to give away and stuff like that. Unfortunately, it snowed here and that freaks people out. So we didn't want to have to worry about that. And we decided to do it on Zoom, but we will be at the Summit Lounge on March 1st. And I hope I just didn't jinx it because as we know, March is the snowiest month of the year in Massachusetts. Elena Pinto is with us. Eric Martin is with us. But most importantly now, 
Gary George from New York City, the real cannabis entrepreneur. You guys think I have a lot of energy, right? It pales <laughs> in comparison to this guy. Gary, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Jimmy. I'm glad to be here. Let's go. Let's go. Jersey in the building. Let's go. Massachusetts in the building. NYC in the building. Let's get Canna going. Real cannabis entrepreneur. We are in the building. Live, live, live. Let's go, Jimmy. Look at that. Elena's already doing the dance already. I love that. I love it. Um, Gary, you got New Jersey, New yes. State, New York City, another new state, yes. Connecticut, another new state. Yep. Now you've got the tri-state area of cannabis, right? That's right. What have been your impressions on the openings of these New York dispensaries? There was kind of an oops with one. Now there's another one opening. What's your feeling about how it's going in New York State? Uh, it's, it's going, it's going, man. In New York, we can't complain. You know what I'm saying? Jersey, um, we were all banking that we were going to beat New York. You know, New, Jer New Jersey and New York have always had a race to the, you know, to beat them at this or that. And this cannabis game it was that. And New York has beat Jersey. Hook, line, and sinker. Give it up for New York, ladies and gentlemen. They did it. They said by the end of the year. And they made it happen by the end of the year. We all thought it was impossible. And they did it. They made it happen. So I got to give it up to New York, man. They definitely beat us. Jersey, they opened first one down, second one up. Uh, I believe they opened up today or the grand opening was yesterday or something like that. So, um, yeah, man, there's going to be some bumps in the roads, but they're open. They're open. They're going. So that's what it is, man. Yeah. I, I think it's great because the fight of legalization now is over. Now you guys can actually, funk, you know, kind of keep an eye on the supply, the demand, the issues, you know, all the different things now that would be related to the birth of a new industry. Right. Absolutely, man. This is what we all been waiting for the whole time that we've been speculating, going through this whole process. Right. Real cannabis entrepreneur. My wife and I, we started this back in 2018 when it's first mentioned of New Jersey going legal. Right. We were forerunners in the space. We knew it was coming. We wanted to make sure that all our young entrepreneurs had the information that they need to really make a success in this industry. You know, I've been a longtime serial entrepreneur, been, been in business for 27 years. And this was my time to give back to all of my fellow uh, new and up and coming entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs want to do it big. Everybody wants to understand this game because it is a complicated business and you got to have real mentors. And that's the way that we do it, man. We bring the mentors to you, Real Cannabis Entrepreneur, baby. If you want to learn this game, come holla at us, realcannabisentrepreneur.com. You know what it is, Jimmy. Let's go. <laughs> yes, I do. And, and in fact, I think we have some B-roll of you in action, some video of the Real Cannabis Entrepreneur Conference that I was at. Oh, yeah. I don't remember when. It was a few months ago in, <laughs> in New October. York. Yes, that. yes, yes. Sold out, man. We did over a thousand people in Newark, New Jersey. Represent Brick City in the building, Newark, New Jersey. Come out. We did it big, man. And um, and we got another one coming this October, ladies and gentlemen. You, I, I'm making this on your show, Jimmy. This is a this is an exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. There's nobody breaking knows news. This. We have nobody breaking knows news, this. That's right. Breaking news. That's right. Breaking <laughs> news on PCM, man. We're doing it. October 21st, 22nd, 2023, baby. And we might add an extra day for some workshops because we really want to make sure that everybody has the details that they need to be successful in this business, ladies and gentlemen. So realcannabisentrepreneur.com, go there right now and check it out, man. Get your tickets October. Nah, we didn't launch the tickets yet, but you can get on the list for when we launch. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, what's that? Who should be going? Oh. Uh, Anybody who wants to get into the business of cannabis, anybody who wants to understand and be an entrepreneur in this game, if you're in any segment of it, whether you want to be a cultivator, retailer, in distribution, delivery, whatever, we're the ones that we bring all the people who have been doing it for years. That's all the people you see behind me who have been doing it for years, umpteen years, 20 years, 10 years. 
uh, we bring them here to teach all of our entrepreneurs here in New Jersey exactly how to get in the business. Of, uh, and people come from all over. It's not just Jersey. We have people come. Uh, our last one we had from 18 countries. Girl came as far as Zimbabwe, Virgin Islands. Represent. We do it big in Jersey, and it's a conglomerate of everybody, man. So that's what it is. Yeah. Gary, where do you get your energy from? I mean, we're showing you on stage. A good cannabis, baby. Good cannabis, Jeffy. You know where it is. <laughs> All sativas, huh? That's right, man. That's that good hashish, man. That good hashish. Oh. I heard y'all talking about different strains back in the day. You know, I'm an old schooler too, Jeffy. You know, I look young, but I, I, I've been around. So, you know, y'all were talking strains. I said, most of them don't even know about chocolate tie, real chocolate tie, right? I was telling my son about that. And they were like, what? Did it really smell like chocolate? I said, yeah, I had some recently. I said, it really came on a stick. That's real chocolate tie stick, you know, but youngest don't know nothing about that, Jimmy. They no, don't know nothing about I that. do know about tie stick though. I'll admit that. <laughs> Moroccan, black Moroccan hash is yeah. still some of the best I've ever, ever had. Now, granted, it's been 30 years. Yeah. 30 years. Yeah, at least 30 years. Oh <laughs> man, 40, we got to get you some more of that. We yeah, got to well, get you some more you know, of that ASAP, Jimmy. We got to get you some more of that goodness, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got plenty of goodness. And I got my spray, too. I don't know if you got to see that. Dude, but I, I did. I did. Spray. Yeah. Um, Elena and Gary. I, I, I mean, Elena and Eric. Um, which Would you like to ask uh, Gary a question a little bit? Because, I mean, this guy is a wealth of information, tremendous experience. And I'd love to get you more and get you involved with the conversation a little bit. So yeah, uh, I had another question about this conference. So sure, what sure. kind of things are we learning about? Who are the speakers? You know, yeah. what kind of workshops will actually be there? Oh, very good question, man. We want to bring when I I'm going to tell you guys how we really started to do this whole thing right back in 2018. My wife and I decided to get in the game of cannabis, right? I'm a longtime entrepreneur. I own a digital marketing agency, a 27 year old digital marketing agency, right? I, we were filling the events for all the big motivational uh, speakers, authors, all those guys across the country doing all that for a long, long time. My wife was doing a production. I was doing the marketing, filling these things up. We had a bunch of fun. We made a bunch of money. It was great. But then we said, we need to do this with something we're passionate about. You know what I mean? So that's what we did we flip we said ah you know what it's time to do the cannabis thing my son kept telling me dad cannabis is coming to new jersey it's coming to new jersey yeah. and i kept saying i don't think you're right son they love locking us up too much i don't think they're going to bring it to new jersey and then sure enough we saw the advance of it coming and coming and i real, realized it was reality so basically we went around the country we went to other uh, conferences just to see you know and i was used to a very different type of flow i speak from the stages a lot of marketing conventions and stuff like that and i was used to the, uh, getting that type of one two three this is how i did it and when i went to the cannabis conferences it was very different everybody was talking about their dog and what they had done over here and how much money they made but no one was telling Telling them how to and I said that's the light bulb the marketer in me said you know what I'm tired of looking for this thing that I can't find I'm gonna create it so real cannabis entrepreneur conference was really a conference that I created for my own self so that I can go out and get the people who have been doing it for 10 to 20 years the people not professors the real people who've been doing it in the field that can tell you in real time because cannabis moves so fast that no professor can teach you this out of a book because it's moving so dynamically fast that by next week, all of the information in that book is going to be damn near outdated. That's how fast it moves. And that's the reason why we bring it back every year to bring you the most real cannabis entrepreneurs who are doing it in real time that can tell you what's going on and put I'm the pulse in the beat, baby. That's how we do it. Real cannabis, baby. Let's go, Jim. Let's go, Linda. Let's go, Eric. Let's go. Take a breath, Gary. Eric, you got, a, you got a question you want to throw at Gary? You can. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, my brother's probably watching it. He's, he lives in Brooklyn. Um, he's very interested in getting involved. What do you think, what do you think he, his next step should be? He doesn't have any experience in it. 
but he understands it and he's definitely interested and so is his father uh so um that's beautiful father and son team i'm doing the same thing my son's going for a dispensary application i put him through the whole process for the whole thing he's going to be set for the be the next youngest dispensary owner in the country the youngest dispensary owner in the country right now is in massachusetts my man shayun shayun the data g is the youngest dispensary owner he had it when he was 24 he's about 27 right now he owns he's the youngest multi-state operator out there he's 29 Mm -hmm. years old been doing it since 27 got two in oregon got two in massachusetts right my son's been uh been around him since he was uh just coming out of high school as well as hope wiseman hope wiseman was the first youngest dispensary owner right Mm -hmm. she was the original who came out that was the one who was doing it in maryland Hope uh, Marilyn Domain, she comes every year and teaches at the conference, those kind of things. But back to the question, Eric, how do you get in? Let's talk to your brother and tell him, how does he get in? What information does he need, right? And my thing is, first and foremost, what I tell everybody asks me that question a lot, I say, Gary, what's, what's the fastest way I can get into the industry? And I say, the fastest way you can get in is using your existing skill sets and applying it to cannabis. Everybody thinks that it's about coming in and just being a cultivator and touching the plant. And I want to take these fly pictures with the plant and be like, oh, look at these buds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's not just about that. There's a whole other, it's a complete industry. So if you're a doctor, don't come in and try to be a cultivator, be a cannabis doctor. If you're an attorney, be a cannabis attorney. Right now, we have a running joke in cannabis that the people that are making the most money in cannabis are the non-flower touching individuals, the attorneys and the accountants are making the most money in cannabis right <laughs> so we know the media you? guys aren't i can tell you that right now all <laughs> right right, <laughs> right jimmy we got we got we got to get to the front of the line man but the, you know these the, 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 that's what i say to everybody uh, initially use your own skill sets to get in the game now secondly if you truly want to get into that game and you have skill sets that are applicable to cultivation many people think they want to be cultivators but do you want to have dirt under your nails the girls say i want to be a cultivator do you want to have dirt under your nails? have you kept a house plan alive for more than a year in your house <laughs> if you haven't done that yet you probably should look somewhere else first keep a, a house plant alive for at least a year before you try to do this and grow ten thousand plants that are costing you uh hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line you don't want to you don't want to be that guy so that's what I uh, recommend there. If you do have experience in retail, if you do have experience in customer service, you do have experience in sales, any of those things are applicable to retail dispensary storefronts, any of those skills in di- uh, dispensary manufacturing, any of those people who know how to build products, anybody who knows how to build brands. Brands are it, ladies and gentlemen. If those are the things that all the investors are looking for right now, the brands are going to be the ones that run the long haul. This whole industry is going to go like this, like that, but the brands are going to be there synonymously, be the ones that at the end, the ones that cash out the biggest. So build the brand. Baby, build a brand. There, build a brand. I hope that was a good answer. Hope that was a good answer. Do they have delivery out there? Yes, yep. We got delivery out here as well in New Jersey, but they attach it in delivery. You must be attached to a retail dispensary. So they kind of jerked us so we can't have a separate delivery operation, right? Uh, I, again, I own a marketing company, so I help a lot of the other guys that were my, I help market a lot of the guys on the West Coast in the early days. A lot of my cannabis uh, guys and CBD guys on the West Coast, right? And I helped grow a lot of big delivery companies out there. And when I realized how big delivery could really be was when I saw it in California and those guys had the ability to not go through the middle middleman, which they make all of us do. We have to go through the dispensary to do the delivery. Out in California, you could have your own warehouse, store it, your own self, have your own product, your own everything without having the storefront, saving all of that upfront, you know, money and being able to rock. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So it's coming though. The rules are going to change. I tell everybody, just be prepared. You got to get in the game first. 
And then as rules change, only those who are already in the game are going to be able to pivot. A lot of people think that, oh, I'm going to wait and see how it goes and come in late. Nah, it's going to be way too late for you, man. It's going to be the ones who are dominating. We're going to be running circles around everybody else because we're going to have all the chops to be able to do it. So you got to get in now. If you guys want to get in the game, holla at us. Oh, and by the way, if you guys need help for real, real canna consulting.com real consulting.com but ladies and gentlemen why my wife and i we're helping a whole bunch of people getting through this process man and making sure that you guys don't get ripped off by all these shady you know consultants and attorneys and everybody else out here is taking everybody for you know we want to make sure it's done right so we we, we have our services as well I was going to ask you to plug your, your conference, but you already did, of course. So yes, yes, realcannabisentrepreneur.com, <laughs> realcannabisentrepreneur.com. That's right. Uh, check us out October 21st, 22nd. Got a whole bunch going on there and a whole lot more to come, man. But I ain't going to talk too much, y'all. I ain't going to talk too much. Was that? Well, actually, I'm going to pull the plug on you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're going to take a break and come back with, uh, I think I've got two more guests coming in. Don't go away, but we have more of our live, sort of live, from the Summit Lounge talk show uh, tonight. Don't go away. We'll have more after this. It's a whole perverse paradigm that feeds destruction and inappropriate power dynamics because we don't understand that we're animals and belong in nature and should be, you know, having sovereignty and self-sufficiency and things like that. But um, don't get me started on politics or consciousness or strategy in the movement because we'll, we'll lose the agronomy track and, and have a whole another interesting and exciting conversation. I think cucumbers are dumb, and I think they all should be pickles. Like, I just, why eat a raw cucumber when you could eat a pickle? Having more data is always better. No one's gotten botulism from fermentation, and it's been around thousands of years, so we've got a good track record on that. If you can become sustainable, you are protecting yourself in the long run. Oh, we just sprayed that field, so you can't go in there for an hour. I'm like, I thought it was organic. Well, yeah, it is, but when it's wet, you can't walk in there. And I'm like, this is a stupid system. This is dumb. And that's when you realize, as an organic farmer, this organic farming thing is kind of bubkiss. And then it went to, like, sustainable. Oh, we're beyond organic. Oh, now we know we're sustainable. And you're like, these are all getting taken by corporations and stuff and just getting greenwashed. And you're like, no, 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 no. Okay, we got a regenerative. And they're like, oh, now everybody's hopping on that now. And you're like, well, if you're not going to do it, don't say you are. Build systems around constant monitoring of your environment, of your energy usage, of where things are going. You should be able to track down to milliliters the water in your facility, where it is going at any given point in time. When a plant has a sheen on its leaf, that means it's fat and happy. Oh, someone pickled purslane and people are spraying Roundup on that? Like, that's freaking delicious. I can pick that as a weed on my farm, pickle it or ferment it, and then sell it to someone in a jar with a label and they're gonna pay me a bunch of money for my weeds like that I didn't take care of, I didn't water, I didn't plant them. I just let them do their thing and people are like, oh, this is fancy pickles. And I'm like, I like this. I like where this is going because, hey, lazy farmer, I want to do all the work. I'm going to let, let the weeds work for me. I'll sell those. I'll just pickle you and make eight bucks for a pint jar. Like, that's easy. Is it a cannabis event or is it like a vegetable event? Like, it doesn't actually have to be one or the other. It's really all farming. It's really all growing things. Cannabis is agriculture.
In the Weeds, live from the Summit Lounge, is supported by Boston Gardener in Nubian Square, Boston's only organic gardening and hydroponic supply store. Let them help you grow. In the Weeds Live Special is supported by Yellow Labs, raising expectations for performance from THC-infused oral sprays of 3 milligrams delivered under your tongue and made by Berkshire Roots with two locations in Pittsfield and in East Boston. Live from the Summit Lounge is supported by CNA Stores in Massachusetts, a veteran-owned and family-operated dispensary in Amesbury and Haverhill that has the best selection in the state and a dedication to the community north of Boston. love Gary's energy. He's so right. You know, it's constantly changing. It's like, uh, it's like it. It's like, you know, computer networks, you can't write a book on it. It's going to change, you know, within three months. And one of the people that I've met in the last, well, gosh, I've known her for a while, but now we are actually hanging out. I've actually been to the mountaintop. I've been to the, to the temple of congregation of movers and shakers. Did I get it right, Sandy? You're so close to me. I mean, the People's Congregation of Shakers and Movers. You got to get the S and M. People's Congregation of Shakers and Movers. Okay. Got you. Yeah. and M, baby. There you go. And also our event coordinator, Jessica Zambarano from Jay Z Cannabis Marketing, is also here in this the big finish here. Jessica, thank you so much. And how's it going? I mean, are you watching this? Yeah, I've watched the whole show, you guys. It's it's been a really great show. Um, Gary did have amazing energy. 
I've Here seen that guy talk to himself for an hour and a half and be entertaining, just <laughs> interacting with his chat room. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of chat rooms, Sherry Berman is still in the, um, the chat room, and it does look like we've got some action going there, too, which is kind of fun uh, as well. I cannot do anything with the chat room because I'm focused here and, and uh, here in the now, as it were. Sandy, tell us about not only your congregation, but also what you plan to do with the Bliss Bus and how that all evolved. Okay, well, it kind of just started as Irie Bliss, which is my cannabis wellness lifestyle brand, which of course is the CBD brand. Um, and why I went the CBD route is really so that I could, you know, sell CBD to kids and older folks. And the bus is really an extension of my home. It's an extension of my brand. I mean, frankly, I'm a busy mom. I'm out on the bus because this is the witching hour inside my house. Um, so basically, <laughs> we bring the bliss bus to you. We bring the vibe to you. You know, we can set up paint parties, yoga classes. We have solar panels so we can set up a DJ totally off grid, which was a huge accomplishment for 2022. Um, we've done weddings, you know, farmers markets, pop-ups and dispensary events. So basically we provide the safe space for people to, you know, consume cannabis. And that's what I'm all about is educating folks, you know, about this beautiful plant and making sure that everyone has safe access and accurate information about this. Plant. Can we get a tour of your bus? What are you like? Oh, yeah. yeah. Here, I'll move really slow because of the Wi-Fi. So back here, we just installed this bench recently so that we can do sound healing on the bus. So this is about the size of a twin bed in the back. And, I've and been then, on that. Like a school And then bus. we have our futon. Oops, that's my hand in front of the camera. My bad. Um, so, oopsie. The futon here actually folds out into a bed. So my husband and my children and I also use this for camping. And then the seats will fold down. So right now I have the seats folded up. So it's kind of like a pretty decent sized dance floor. Yeah. Um, but then when we fold the seats um, down, we have seat belts for eight people, which was really important because we bring kids on the Bliss Bus, of course, also. My kids still think it's cool. They're eight and 10. And every now and then they'll be like, Mom, will you drive us to school on the Bliss Bus? I mean, I'm like, let's go. <laughs> it's kind of like my minivan but a little cooler. It's not a minivan. It's a bus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it is pretty cool. awesome. I get in line like with the school buses and it's just like, yeah, it's pretty cute. It's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, Andrew, have you ever been to the uh, People's Congregation? Have you ever been to Irie Bliss for that uh, little tour? Of I, I, saw, I definitely saw uh, the bus, I think at, at Harvest Cup. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sandy. I believe I, I walked by it. Yep. Yeah, we were there last year with the bus. This year, we had the whole spread with the church. We were right next to DJ Steny and Mary Palmer. And of mm -hmm. course, Steny is the musical director at the church. And we have a DJ every Saturday. So my church just believes in anything that raises the vibration. So we are a 501c3 nonprofit. We do free breath work, free yoga, free sound healing, and free support groups. So this has been like the evolution of my brain is all about service and integration and using plant medicine in a really healthy, positive way. Where can we find this? What town? So I'm in Weymouth Landing, which is a city. It's um, it's a little city, and I'm in a beautiful building, which was the old original bank in the landing from 1875. So we even have like a 
copper vault. So I always say the CBD is super safe. Don't worry. And then we have the club is in the back. It's kind of behind my CBD store. So you have to come to 63 Washington Street and we'll ask you, are you here for CBD or are you here for Soul Saturday? So, so Saturday is our church service. So it's our service at the Tiny Chapel, which is our standing weekly fundraiser. So we always have a different charity of the season that we are fundraising for or tipping for, except for we are church. So we fundraise for other nonprofits and other grassroots organizations like the uh, Bay Staters for Natural Medicine. We're going to be doing our 420 fundraiser for. So we're just down to have community action meetings, different workshops, teaching people about growing and plant medicine and making their own medicine is really important to us. So. Don't you do yoga on Saturdays too? So that was like, we were trying that out. Um, <laughs> we've been doing it again more on Friday nights. You have to just sign up for our newsletter, pcsam.org, because as we grow and as we, you know, get more members and more funding, we're going to be able to just expand our programming. I mean, my goal is to make my full-time job, my well-being and my mental health. And I'm like, if I'm going to hire a yoga teacher, why not just stream it? And then you all can get a yoga teacher too. And a breathwork coach, you know, I'm doing these things to be accountable to my community, to myself. It feels good. Eric, do you do yoga at all? I don't do yoga, but I do stretch a lot. I stretch right. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Oh, I have to. I'm so, my body is so old. Alina, <laughs> well, I think we should go um, get the tour from Sandy's. Absolutely. I, I, I actually think that we could actually have a great event at Sandy's church um some mm. saturday afternoon i look elaine is going yes yeah, yeah i'd be in that's like yes all right uh it, it's it's it is you know look between the summit lounge and and sandy's church these are private legal places to consume indoors cannabis wow. Okay. Well, it's our holy sacrament, you know what I mean? And so when the city came and they inspected my space and they saw the electric lounge, which you'll have to see for yourself, he asked, what is this room for? What is this room with the disco ball for? I was like, well, this is obviously where we raise the vibration, sir, <laughs> and, and manifest our positive intentions. This is where the high priest and the high priestesses, you know, gather so that we can plan our services. And then, oh, well, what are your services? Well, our altar consists of two turntables and a microphone. You know, our refrigerator can consists of and concoctions and, you know, things that have been donated to the church that we share with each other. And it's an intimate, you know, experience. This weekend, we have DJ Frantic. Um, the following weekend, we have Bobby Bangers. So again, PCSAM, because we know People's Congregation of Shakers and Movers is a mouthful. So PCSAM.org, if you scroll to the bottom of the homepage, you can sign up for the newsletter. And to be pretty good about getting the events up. I love the dancing. I love the disco. Um, I've just been told that Andrew Noons, your introduction cut out. There was some technical difficulty. Can you reintroduce yourself and tell us what you do and who you are? Love that. Love oh, that. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andrew Noons here. Uh, Sandy, so cool. I, I, I'm uh, punching it in Googling right now. I'm definitely gonna, you know, sign up. That that sounds fantastic. Um, yeah. So CB Disco, uh, custom bag distributing company. Um, started up in 2020, uh, so we do a lot of custom merch, accessories, uh, apparel, packaging um, for really, uh, you know, specialized in the cannabis industry. We do have, you know, CBD brands um, that we also help out as well. But really, um, you know, if somebody needs, you know, to put their brand on a custom item, you know, we can get it done. So that's, uh, that is it. <laughs> I love the name CB Disco. Thank you, Elaine. I appreciate that. Yeah, a little do catchy, you, right? <laughs> do you, do you, do you? 
do you do other um, like businesses outside of cannabis? I do a little bit, Eric. Yeah. So I actually came from uh, the construction industry. So, you know, I've helped out some construction companies, you know, hard hats, that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, the the nice little niche we kind of dug out is definitely, you know, cannabis, the the lighters, the grinders, the rolling trays, uh, you know, the mylar bags, that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah, cool. And and by the way, partake if you'd like to. Uh, Jessica, um, I, I got to bring you in and say, hey, thank yes. you. Thank you for putting up with me for the last couple of weeks, first of all, oh. <laughs> and, and second, Thanks. for helping us out with this, the event that never was, but in a lot of ways, we think this is going to be even better because we're going to get a two for one for our sponsors and we'll get to promote it now for the next five weeks. So we're, you're excited, aren't you? Yeah, I'm very excited. I want to thank you, Jimmy. We met in a networking group and we started talking and this is kind of what came out of it. Um, I am very excited. I'm, I'm glad we have a new date. We even have um, the potential to bring in an infused uh, a cannabis chef who will do some infused sampling for us that night. We might have some live music in between um, segments. I so so we have some cool stuff coming. Um, we just want to make sure everybody stayed safe tonight and right. out of the snow. And right. yeah. I love that there will be snacks. I know Eric and I have been snacking in each commercial <laughs> <laughs> and all have... I do is eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, Eric. Let me ask you a question. You played defensive end in professional I football. Did. Look at this. This was waiting for me when we. <laughs> <laughs> then, it's still this is what I've been snacking so, on. No, no, no. I, serious, serious, <laughs> question. So serious question. What was your playing weight, and how much did you lose now? <clears throat> um, my playing weight was two sixty five. Uh, but I, I lost weight when I was done playing, I got down to 225 and I realized I couldn't, uh, that was like rough. Like I was eating, like I was a vegetarian, but then also I was, you know, eating like a strict diet, you know? Um, but I couldn't maintain it, you know, just mentally, I, I started to fold and then I had chicken one day and I was like, oh yeah, I need, <laughs> I need to go back to me. <laughs> so now I, now. So now I'm um I'm a full time meat eater again, and um I uh, I weigh about two. I think I got on the scale yesterday. I'm about two fifty eight. Wow. So yeah, I'm, I'm still pretty fat, you know. By the way, yeah. By the way, I will not be asking anyone else what their weight is on this show. I just want to make sure you're all comfortable on that. Okay. <laughs> Sandy, I don't Most even think my you weight come from scale when you get on it. It came from <laughs> hey, dad. Listen, I got a dad bod. <laughs> I was a vegetarian for eight years, and for me, it wasn't chicken; it was bacon. Mm. Oh, absolutely mm. bacon! It's bacon brought me back, baby. One of the natural food groups, <laughs> as I'm concerned. You know, um, hey, listen, uh, th this has been great. I mean, I'm, we're up against it at nine o'clock. I want to kind of wrap this baby up and thank both Eric Martin and Elena Pinto for joining us for the last two hours. I guarantee when we go out to Worcester guys, it will be a lot different. And <laughs> earlier, earlier we did play a one minute video of Elena's tour of gauge, which is one of the dispensaries in the, in Massachusetts. And I'm going to tease this now because my hope is to start another show called the bud crawl. And yes, if anybody knows me, they know I've been out there talking about this for a while. I think Eric and Elena together introducing pre-produced tours of dispensaries and grow houses on location includes an oh, event wow. 
It includes uh, wraparounds and it includes the bliss bus because we want them to take my talent out to the dispensaries and create a real big event. That's kind of my goal. That's why I want to put Elena and Eric together on this thing. And we'll have another opportunity, hopefully in a few weeks, uh, out at the Summit Lounge in Worcester. Uh, you guys, uh, again, everybody on this call and everybody who's shown up for this show, really, really appreciate it. You know, in a lot of ways, it's easier when you get to stay home and talk on Zoom. We get it. This is how pro cannabis media began. I started using Zoom during the pandemic as a news gathering device, as a content creator. And now 700 hours, seven days a week of unique content live stream 24 seven on our Roku and Apple channels and procannabismedia.com. There's a new look to the website. We continue to tweak it. If anybody's ever started a website, you know, once you start it, you never finish it because they're always tweaking, right? We're always tweaking it. So I just want to give it a big general thank you to Dan French, who directs this whole thing, keeps the stream going out of his bedroom. All right. I mean, it it is an amazing thing what we're able to accomplish here. But it's only because people like you who watch, get in the chat room, follow us, subscribe. We're over 11,000 subscribers now on YouTube. Our news with we we talk news with Elena Pinto. We're up to over 3,500 views, guys. And we just launched it Friday at 6. So people are watching our programming. And that means a lot to me. Because I really wanted to create an army of multimedia journalists that will document the end of prohibition in this country. And we're doing it now. So for everybody in the PCM family, I'm Jimmy Young. Thank you so much for watching. And remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Thanks for watching. Jimmy. Time to learn something brand new at Gage Cannabis Co. in Ayer, Massachusetts. What is a terpene? So a terpene is uh, an organic aromatic compound that is present in cannabis. That's Dan, the main man at Gage, and he says there are many terpenes, but knowing which one's which could help in achieving a specific feeling. My cannabis vocab was sativa, indica, and hybrid. Terpenes give you more variety and more control over the high that you do experience. So it's time to expand. I want to start smelling. I want to start doing. I want to start learning. At Gage, they're helping us find that perfect high at the new educational aroma bar. Dan told me about the seven most prevalent terpenes in the strains that they have on the menu. Myrcene, caryophylline, linalool, pinene, limonene, humulene, and terpinolene. Each causing a different feeling. Here's how you learn. You smell the terpene, smell the coffee cleanser, then smell the cannabis. React. Mmm, no, I like that one better. What was that <laughs> one? And take notes. You run through all seven and determine which terpene you vibe with the most. Then you thank your bud tender, get what you need at Gage, go home, and... It's a whole perverse paradigm that feeds destruction and inappropriate power dynamics because we don't understand that we're animals and belong in nature and should be, you know, having sovereignty and self-sufficiency and things like that. But um, don't get me started on politics or consciousness or strategy in the movement because we'll, we'll lose the agronomy track and, and have a whole another interesting and exciting conversation. I think 
cucumbers are dumb, and I think they all should be pickles. Like, I just, why eat a raw cucumber when you could eat a pickle? Having more data is always better. No one's gotten botulism from fermentation, and it's been around thousands of years, so we've got a good track record on that. If you can become sustainable, you are protecting yourself in the long run. Oh, we just sprayed that field, so you can't go in there for an hour. And I'm like, yeah, I thought it was organic. Well, yeah, it is, but when it's wet, you can't walk in there. And I'm like, this is a stupid system. This is dumb. And that's when you realize, as an organic farmer, this organic farming thing is kind of bubkiss. And then it went to, like, sustainable. Oh, we're beyond organic. Oh, now we're, no, we're sustainable. And you're like, these are all getting taken by corporations and stuff and just getting greenwashed. And you're like, no, 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 no. Okay, we got a regenerative. And you're like, oh, now everybody's hopping on that now. And you're like, well, if you're not going to do it, don't say you are. Build systems around constant monitoring of your environment, of your energy usage, of where things are going. You should be able to track down to milliliters the water in your facility, where it is going at any given point in time. When a plant has a sheen on its leaf, that means it's fat and happy. Oh, someone pickled purslane and people are spraying Roundup on that? Like, that's freaking delicious. I can pick that as a weed on my farm, pickle it or ferment it, and then sell it to someone in a jar with a label and they're gonna pay me a bunch of money for my weeds like that I didn't take care of, I didn't water, I didn't plant them. I just let them do their thing and people were like, oh, this is fancy pickles. And I'm like, I like this. I like where this is going because, hey, lazy farmer, I don't want to do all the work. I'm going to let, hey, let the weeds work for me. I'll sell those. I'll just pickle you and make eight bucks for a pint jar. Like, that's easy. Is it a cannabis event or is it like a vegetable event? I mean, like, it doesn't actually have to be one or the other. It's really all farming. It's really all growing things. Cannabis is agriculture. In the Weeds, live from the Summit Lounge, is supported by Boston Gardener in Nubian Square, Boston's only organic gardening and hydroponic supply store. Let them help you grow. In the Weeds live special is supported by Yellow Labs, raising expectations for performance from THC-infused oral sprays of 3 milligrams delivered under your tongue and made by Berkshire Roots with two locations in Pittsfield and in East Boston. This special Live in the Weeds with Jimmy Young is supported by CNA Stores, an American veteran-owned dispensary in Massachusetts, and by the Boston Gardener, Boston, Massachusetts' only indoor and outdoor garden supply and grow shop, and by Yellow Labs, offering better ways to THC titration, and by CBDisco.com, custom bag distributors for the cannabis industry, and by the Canna Flower Show, scheduled to come to Worcester in April.